Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, this is Lloyd Spence, and football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Man, you can clean up the betonline.ag. Did y'all hear about that dude that was streaking in the Super Bowl? Streaked and paid the fine of $1,000, won 374000 Come on, y'all. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine, just like streaking in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But don't go streaking. It's not worth it. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Well, um, when I got this morning, I was thinking, we got a pretty light show. It's going to be, you know, um, the fellas hanging out, doing what we do, having a good time, laughing, and whatnot. And I heard, I did hear about the North Carolina Miami cancellation, but I wasn't enamored with it. I was like, well, you know, games are getting canceled. That's just how it is. And then late last night, a breaking news story came out to tell us why the Miami-North Carolina game was canceled. So courtesy of ESPN this morning, I will now show you all the reason why the Miami-North Carolina game was canceled last night. So here's ESPN with my guy. I love him, Jay Billis talking about why the game was canceled. The game was called off for tonight less than two hours before tip-off after a video surfaced showing multiple Tar Heels players celebrating unmasked after their win over Duke on Saturday night. The video led to concerns over COVID-19 protocols, and tonight's postponement follows a meeting of personnel from both schools who mutually concluded the game could not move forward Today, Jay Billis was scheduled to be on the call for tonight's game and joins us now from uh, Chapel Hill. And Jay, so what's your reaction to this game getting postponed roughly two hours before tip off, which was scheduled at the top of the hour here on ESPN? Well, Kevin, it's become, I don't want to say commonplace, but it's something we're used to that, that games get postponed uh, during this COVID-19 season. It's happened to me multiple times this year. Uh, but this is the first time that it's happened this close to tip off of a game that I was actually on site for. And the reason this time is a little bit different. You know, I had a UCLA era, uh, Oregon game earlier this year that was it was postponed 20 minutes before tip off because of, of testing of officials. Uh, this was done because a video surfaced uh, of North Carolina players at a party on Saturday night and Miami. The officials just didn't feel comfortable to go forward and play in the game, even though North Carolina, all their players, all their tier one staff had tested negative uh, today. So it's something you just deal with, you understand. 
but then also it gives you sort of the feeling that, uh, you know, I just ran into one of the North Carolina assistant coaches and uh, they're, they're upset with, uh, with their players. Uh, so on one hand, you're saying, okay, everybody has a responsibility to do things the right way. Then on the other hand, you know, that they told us at the beginning of the year, these are just kids and kids mm. are doing new kid things. I, I think calling them kids infantilizes them, especially when they are adults. And, and some of these players, not necessarily North Carolina, but around the country have their own kids. And uh, so a mistake was made, but you're kind of stuck in the middle of, are they, do, do the, the players are the one carrying this entire multi-billion dollar business on their shoulders by living on in isolation the coaches and the staff they go home at night to their families so the players you know they got out of isolation a little bit and uh and look i get it uh, some people are upset about it maybe they have the right to be but uh, i think if you look at both sides you're kind of you know i understand it it may not be the right thing but i do understand yeah, it. I totally understand what you're trying to say that w- you could see both sides whether it is right or wrong uh, but my, my next question is how much of a concern is this throughout college basketball where coaches see this and they're on the road and they say well, we don't want to play the opposing team because we are concerned about what we're seeing somewhere else i mean have you heard that extensively over the last two months I have not that when when coaches are looking at other situations that they're trying to apply it to their own. I mean, I think everybody's on edge right now. I think the hardest part of everybody's day is early in the morning. Most of the teams around the country test every day and they're testing between eight, seven and eight o'clock in the morning. So the, the, the morning hours, they're just sitting on eggshells uh, waiting to see if everybody's going to test negative and they're not going to have a pause. Uh, as you know, Kevin, there are pauses all around the country right now. Baylor's in one, mm-hmm. you name it. There are a bunch of programs. Uh, so everybody's trying to get to the finish line, even to the point of, of people, coaches now, you have some coaches talking about opting out of their conference tournaments, which, uh, which to me seems ludicrous given the fact that that's not what opting out means. Opting out means not playing at all. It doesn't mean picking or choosing which games you're going to play. If you've got significant health concerns, that's one thing. Uh, but, but the idea that you're not going to play in a conference tournament because you're, you're worried about the NCAA tournament doesn't seem to me the, the right tack to take. We saw Villanova go through it for multiple weeks now. Baylor's in the middle of it. Variety of top 10 programs. Of course, Michigan going through it right now. Jay, thank you for your immediate reaction to this and our breaking news tonight that the North Carolina-Miami game at the top of the hour here on ESPN has been postponed. Lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, wow. I, I didn't, so the, my initial reaction was the size of the crowd. <laughs> the party was like, wait a minute, did, Duke, did, I, did I miss something? Did North Carolina win the national championship and I wasn't aware of it? Like, yeah, it was just crazy. a North Carolina Duke game. I don't understand what happened. It's not even a good Duke team. It's not even a good Duke team. It, it was, by all predictions, everybody figured North Carolina would win that game. So I didn't I didn't understand the party. I didn't understand I didn't understand any of that. So well it's a rivalry game. I mean, you know, regardless of who what type of team you have playing, um, you know, if it's a good Duke team or a bad Duke team, you know, it's Duke, uh, North Carolina. But and do you think so, the game merited the party merited the or a cel- the game merited a celebration like that? Because there was I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like a overreaction, or maybe it was an overreaction in regards to, yes, we won, and let's just take advantage of this moment and go outside because we've been inside the whole time. I don't know. 
that was just a weird reaction to me to a well i mean pretty mundane game let's just uh put it into perspective that i really did um you know <laughs> their kids uh, in college and you know they they had an opportunity to witness their basketball team beating their crosstown rivals and um and so they went out and wanted to celebrate and that's where they celebrated um there was a lot of people um in one space that looked like tuscaloosa after they won the national championship right i mean you know <laughs> to each his own i mean <laughs> and, and celebrate you know certain um feet to our lives Charlie, you're being real nice this morning. But Charlie, if if your boys would have been out celebrating uh the district championship in that fashion, you would be livid right now. Uh well, I'm I'm not saying the the players, not the players, is a totally different story. Um, you know, for one, they, they shouldn't have been there right um at the party. I was just talking about the overall oh, the people of uh, but the players, um, and I understand why their coaches were upset with them. And for the excuse to be that they are kids and they've been out, I mean, at, at this point in the season, I'm sure they've heard time and time again, you can't put yourself in jeopardy uh, right. by, you know, going out and doing these things because it's not just only you, it's everyone else, you know, that you're you're part of a team. And yes, it is a sacrifice, and yes, it is a lot of uh, pressure to, you know, well, excuse me, not any pressure, a lot of discipline that you have to display um, because you're part of a team. And so I understand why the coaches were upset. And, and for someone to say that the coaches go home to their families, I mean, I understand that that whole deal. Uh, but the kids go home, and they, they don't stay in the room. Um, you know, they... They go to other guys' rooms and those right. types of things and play video games and do all the necessary things that they're doing. And so for us to sit here and believe that the kids go straight to their rooms and just stay in their rooms the entire time, that's now that's ludicrous. Right, right, right. And that and I don't I don't buy that either. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm sure they're hanging out playing video games. But if they're hanging out with just themselves, that doesn't necessarily bother me. But right. But to be out like that is un like that was like I like I saw Kendrick's face when he said that. You're like, whoa, <laughs> Kendrick. What do you? What are your thoughts on this when you see this? Um, this celebration, I guess. I'm amazed. I mean, yes, yeah, a rivalry game, but they play at least twice a year and sometimes three times a year. It's not like they're. You know, it's the first time North Carolina's beat Duke in you know thirty years or something. They they just beat them last year. I don't I don't understand it, but but I also look at it like I've got nephews that are in that you know that age range, and they went down to the Tampa for the Super Bowl, and yeah. so I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so right, it's right. just kid. At the end of the day, it's kids being kids. We're in a weird time where they where kids can't really be kids and do stupid stuff and make stupid mistakes. And so it's like, you, you got to take it like on both sides of it. It's like, 
yeah, you, you, you as an adult, you're like, what are you doing? That's stupid. But then you put yourself as an 18, 19, 20 year old kid. And it's like, I, I, I kind of get it. But well, as I, far as the, as far as the students go, as the players, though. Right. It's that's weird because you don't really because you really rarely see the players celebrating a win like that in the regular season. Right. And I'm guessing I, I'm still chalking it up as maybe it's because the t- times we're living in, they don't really get a chance to do stuff. But like that whole scene is it's just weird that, you know, this is a regular season game. Yeah. It wasn't like they won. They, they I mean, they didn't even win the ACC with that win. It was just it was just weird. Well, and, and Charlie, I think you make you and Kendra make a great point. As, as fans, as eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old fans, I totally get it. I don't get it, but I get it. You're, you're, kids are going to be kids. They're going to do dumb stuff. That's just how it is. And 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 a lot of kids feel like they're immune to all of this anyway. So they they don't really care as much about the the totality of what COVID nineteen is uh, in the bigger picture. They don't see it. But so they don't understand that they just had a super spreader event and it's probably going to cause a lot of problems on their campus. So they could care less. <laughs> However, as players, that's the part that kind of really threw me off because I'm going, okay, like Kendrick said, you didn't win anything other than a game, which you were expected to win anyway. And, and you had a game – Two days later, like you, you know, you got a game two days later. So, you know, Sunday morning, you're going to be tested. You know, Monday morning, you're going to be tested. And yeah, you're going to be, uh, you, you may or may not test negative, but if you're at this thing, it doesn't even matter if you're tested. If you're at this thing and you're busted at this thing, that's the ball game. Cause that's the other part of this. You don't, the, and, and Charlie, you've been saying this all season. It's not just about the fact that you test positive. It's also about the fact that you're around people who could potentially test positive. You're around people, period. Kevin Durant just got set out of a game for about a week and a half because he was around somebody that tested that. I think that either the guy tested positive or. I don't know what the, the total of the circumstance was, but he's around somebody, and that was enough for him to be out of the game. The yeah. Kansas City Super Bowl, uh, Kansas City Chiefs potentially just lost the Super Bowl because their center was trying to get a haircut for the Super Bowl, and the barber tested positive. So that these right. are the times we live in right now. It's just, it's a, it, I guess I'm shocked at the recklessness of the players. And, and so then the other question I would ask you, Charlie, as a coach, what's going through your mind when you see that video? How how do you handle that? Because uh, because suspending the player isn't going to do – that's not going to help you because you're already down players. So how do you how do you deal with that as a coach? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's tough because you're talking about – you know, 18, 19 year olds or 20 year olds um, that are caught up. And then again, we don't know who the players were. I don't think they were named. Right. They were not named. And it won't be because of uh, HIPAA law. I mean, her, uh, well, we really, her law. Yeah. Yeah. We really don't know who they are as far as maturation and those type, you know, how mature they are. Um, and 
And Lord knows, I mean, it, it could have been the guys who don't even play. You know, it could be some of those guys. Most likely it was, Charlie. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's the, you know, where, where we are. We just don't know. Um, but you deal with it just like you always do. Uh, when things come up, because coaches are testing positive now, um, that, that, you know, that's no different um, than, you know, someone going out and partying and being reckless. That's a great point. So I just think, you know, you just deal with it accordingly because, you know, when you're doing this much testing, at some point in time, you're going to get caught up. I, I'm just a big believer. Uh, this is the first time that we've done this much testing of for anything. Um, and you're going to end up, you know, with these positive tests because you're just testing a lot. Um, and so – as we know, uh, it says in, in the Bible, it talks about seek and you shall find. <laughs> yeah. so if, you're, if you're testing every single day, you're yeah. going to find uh, some form of a strand of COVID um, at some point in time. Um, and so unless you're just living in a bubble, uh, which, you know, some guys are doing and some people are doing, but I just, I just think it's, inevitable you just have to make the adjustment just like you always do as coaches um you have your protocols in place and then as i tell my players you know put yourself in the right position do the right things and then whatever comes up of it you just have to live with the results and so if the results are saying that they're not going to play because they didn't feel comfortable because you had a couple of players at these at this party then you have to live with that and then you have to work around whatever that situation is and get it rectified uh, later. Uh, but, you know, you just have to make the adjustment accordingly. Do either you of you fault Miami for their stance on this, their feelings like y'all are reckless and we go take to the house? Like, do I have any issue with that? I don't fault them. I'm surprised given that Miami's located in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> in the state of Florida. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Don't be putting the state of Florida in. <laughs> Y'all act like ain't nothing going on down there. <laughs> well, well, I think, think we're on herd immunity. <laughs> uh, but um, but I, I'm, I'm not surprised uh, because you know, everyone's cautious because this could lead to your team potentially, you know, coming up with a positive depending upon they don't know who the person is. And um, and so they wanted to I could see them saying they want to pause or postpone the game or they weren't comfortable playing the game because of this uh, video that surfaced. And so I can understand it. Um, and it's and it, it and trust me, it's not an easy decision. People think, well, either they're scared to play or they don't want to play. It's not an easy easy decision because we've been in that situation before um, as a as a coach and as a player. I mean, as our team, uh, we had I would say a similar situation, but with another team, it was a similar situation about our amount of time in quarantine. Um, as opposed to their protocols. And so um, it was just one of those deals where they wanted to, they didn't want to play the game, uh, but we 
were able to work all those things out. And it was not really a last minute decision, but, um, you know, it was a decision that we had to make, um, you know, moving forward. But those types of things do come up, especially during this time, and you just have to, you know, work it out. Uh, Jay Billis said something in that last part of the thing. I'm trying to remember the quote. I'm probably going to get the quote wrong. But he said uh, something in the nature of coaches having to 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 deal with the uh, the element of of kids being cup carrying the NCAA through the to the to the finish line. Something of that nature. Do you guys get the sense that this is that's a true assessment or a thought process that it's really is it the coaches carrying them to the finish line or the kids carrying them to the finish line or is it the coaches having to say and 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 Charlie you made a great point as well because in Louisville I got Louisville on the docket because I wanted to ask Kendrick about uh their circumstances and 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 well you know what let's just go there now uh, since we're here because uh, it appears the reason why they're not going to be able to play for a little while is because of Coach Mack. He, uh, that's been reported, so we're not breaking news here. But Coach Mack has uh, tested positive for COVID, and he's going to be down for a little while. So I, I don't, I don't have, I don't like that in that story. Uh, the kids completely got blamed in that, um, and then I even. Jake I took a shot, which I guess, you know, I, I got the, the offhanded joke he was trying to make, but I didn't really like it. Uh where he said, you know, some of these kids have kids. I was like, wait a minute, Jay, that that wasn't that wasn't necessary. Even though it might be true, it's not necessary. It's true. But, right. It's totally true, but, <laughs> but still, it's not really relevant to the conversation. But is it the kid is it the kids that's gonna get this thing to the finish line, or is it the is it the administration and the, the coaching staff that's gonna get us to the finish line? Uh, and then you have a problem. That was the other thing I wanted to ask you guys. Do you have a problem with coaches opting out of the tournaments uh, to make sure there is an NCAA tournament? Do you disagree with Jay in that regard? I, I, I don't. I mean, because I mean, I agree with Jay on both on both um, both of his statements because. It's the players who carry the NCAA in general. I mean, COVID or no COVID, it's the players that carry the whole thing, which is why it's irritating. And which is Jay's bigger point. I don't know if he made it later or whatever, but I know what he was getting at is that these kids are out here playing in the midst of a pandemic and not getting paid. Um, that's well, that, well yes and that's that's Jay's saying. bigger yeah, point right, I, I, right, right, right. That, that, that he may he may have may not have made a, in a later live shot but he, right, right. that was his point so well, yeah the, that's why he was yeah yeah right so it's the kids that's dragging this dragging this to the finish line to begin with and then I mean I don't know it's because it, I, I still go back to I'm looking at it now as as a as a man in his 40s as opposed to a kid, you know, this college age kid, and it's like it's got to be tough, especially like you think you oh. think about a, you think about a freshman in college. So last year, your senior year got taken away basically, and now your first college experience, which is supposed, you know, this is supposed this is 
supposed to be the best time of your life, you know, in this in this age range, and you're dealing with this. And so it's it's easy to be like the kids need to be more responsible. The kids to be more responsible. We're in a pandemic. You got to be more responsible. But then at the same time, when you're a kid, you don't you don't think a you don't think about those responsibilities. B it's just like this is supposed to be the time of your life, you know, when you don't have those responsibilities. And it's, I, I can sympathize with a lot of the dumb stuff they do because it is dumb in the long run and, and, you know, in the grand scheme, but we all did dumb stuff at that age. And then like, it's just, it's just magnified when you, you know, with everything going on. Could 19 year old Charlie Ward have done this? Done what? Stayed the course and, away uh, from the challenges of a pandemic and to finish a season. I guarantee 19-year-old Charlie Ward would have. You think so? Yes, because I didn't <clears throat> I, I didn't get involved in a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I was really I was really a homebody. Um, if I could go to my room um, and go to the facilities that I participated in, I was happy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I went out just so that I wouldn't uh, be portrayed as, you know, someone who didn't relate or those types of things. Uh, that was the reason why, you know, if I went to anywhere. And plus, I, you know, if I was going to someone's house, it was a friend um, that I knew. Um, and, you know, I, I can count on a number of, uh, on both of my hands, the many, the times that I went to a party. Um, you know, it was like either once a semester um, or, or it was crazy. Um, the guys went out around me, but I just didn't hang out like that. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't my issue um, in college. Um, and, and this wouldn't have been, you know, anything different uh, for me to be able to handle. Um, but that was me. You know, that, that was just that, that was my comfort zone. You know, I just like being at home uh, in my little uh cubicle home house <laughs> right. a dorm room right but you know to jay's point i know he he's he has he has his own um thing that he's working on and talking about and his mission for you know the college students and you know i'm just a big believer that you know i was in college about almost 20 almost 30 years ago um, and I guarantee you, and I know 30 years ago, we didn't have all the things that these kids have today. And so when we talk about, you know, them getting paid and those types of things, you know, that's, that's a great upgrade. Uh, but what they are getting is much more than what we received. And so they work to try to work the system a little bit so the kids can at least have some um resources outside of their scholarship to be able to have a normal life in college and so i know it's continually progressing mm -hmm. um, and it will probably continue to progress you know to even more to what they're talking about today uh but i i think the kids and and i put myself in the kids position you know all i wanted to do i go to school all right. But mainly if I was there for a sport, I want to play the sport. And so if I needed to test every single day to play the sport that I enjoy and love, I'm going to do it. 
Um, and I think that's where the kids are today. Um, and because they have the, they can opt out of the season at any point. Um, if that's not what they want to do. And so for us to sit here and say, we're pulling kids, we're forcing them to do the play and those types of things. I mean, for us to say that, that that's just not right. Um, because everyone has, especially now, everyone has the option to be able to opt out of the season. And so if that is the case, then they can do that. And so I just think it's important that if you're going to be in, you know, be in. Whatever it is. And that's even non-COVID. You know, whenever you have someone who thinks, man, I should be going pro or I want to do X, Y, Z, and that's the reason why they're playing, they need to go on and they need to go and move on. Um, you know, move on from from the team because their mindset, their thought process is not even with the team. And so I just think it's important, you know, that if you're gonna be in, be in. Um, as far as them opting out of the uh, tournament, uh, that would be very, very tough because now if you're opting out of your tournament, if that is a barometer to seedings and you opt out, then where are you going to get seated? Yeah. Uh, everyone else who may be still playing in their tournament and the tournament hadn't said we're going to we're not going to have our tournament but they're still having a tournament. Um, so it'll be difficult, not saying impossible, but it'll be difficult for the selection committee to seed you. And if you get, if you say you're on a bubble or you're close to the bubble and you opt out, maybe he was talking about some of the top tier teams. I don't know. Um, and if you're a top tier team, then yes, maybe you can say I'm an opt out and you'll be cool. But the guys who are in the middle, you know, you may you may go in as a five or six seed, you know, if you play in a tournament, but if you opt out, you may be eleven or twelve. Um, because somebody else might have taken your spot. Well, you know, it's that same point, uh, Charlie. I thought about that and I said, Okay, well, if I was a top tier, would I opt out for my program? And the answer to that would probably be yes, because I don't there's no reason if I'm if I'm a going to be a one, two, or three seed, and I'm pretty locked into that position, then there's really nothing the tournament can do but hurt me. So why not opt out of that? But the other side of that is this, and I'd love to get you guys to talk about this. If a top-tier team opts out and you still play, your team still plays, and you win the thing, but you didn't beat any – of the top tier teams to beat to to get you know to win the ACC or whatever the conference is, is that a real? You know what I mean? Is that how do you measure that if you're the committee? Like, okay, you won the tournament, but the only four teams were playing in the tournament was Miami, Boston College. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just the lower ACC teams. So, how, is that a legit ACC conference win? And is that? And yeah, do you still get the automatic bid for that, even though you didn't really beat anybody? To, I mean, that's a weird. You open up a whole lot of cans of a can of Pandora's box is probably the best term uh, by doing that. You know, I don't know. That's what do you guys think about that? Yeah, basically, Charlie, should your Knowles be playing in the ACC tournament? <laughs> I know. Great. I know they're gonna want to play because they 
you know, even if they don't win the regular season title like they did last year, um, of course, you, everyone wants to play in a tournament, be the ACC tournament uh, champ. Um, under normal circumstances, they under do. Under normal circumstances. Right. Now, yeah, right. The other thing is, uh, will the conferences take the top six um, and shorten the, the conference? I mean, the, the conference uh, tournament. I mean, that's that's a that's a viable option uh, for a lot of these uh, conferences, as opposed to having all 15 teams or higher teams in a, in a league. I mean, uh, you know, come together and playing these multiple nights. Uh, just take the top six and give the first two a bye and, you know, go from there. You kind of cut the numbers down and uh, limit the, the amount of exposure. Uh, so that would be an option. Um, let's just say a smaller conference, probably take the top four uh, teams. Uh, and because if you're playing conference games, then it's not like uh, it's uneven. You know, when, when it comes down to making a decision on who's top and who's bottom and who's in the middle. Um, and so I, I think that could be a viable option for a lot of these conferences if they want to take the top half of their teams and put them in a, a tournament. Um, just so you're saying it. Kentucky has no way of getting into the tournament? <laughs> if they don't, if they need to pick it up. <laughs> well, and I want to I want to address something Alan asked. He said it was reported that one of the two players posted the party on their Snapchat. I don't honestly in that article or in that video, and I watched most of it. I didn't hear how the video was obtained. I, I did not hear how it was obtained. But it looked like some. It looked like security. A security camera. Yeah, it, like. it, it didn't look like a social media thing. It looked like something like somebody actually. There was a camera, a real camera that filmed it. So I don't, I don't know that. Um, let me let me take a guess at. I know this is not the only way that someone would know that they were there if someone posted it on social media. Right, okay. right, right. And you, and I guarantee they did because that's yeah. this generation. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then that. Because that camera angle that they showed on television, you can't make out anybody. We can't tell who's there. Right. right, <laughs> right. right. But I yeah. guarantee somebody posted it on some form of social media to say X, Y, and Z were here and they were at lit. The and so they started putting <laughs> videos together and voila, just like, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the, the review. I'm I'm surprised the video didn't go like this. We're out of here. We're out of here. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's a Snapchat if, uh, somewhere yeah. where they did that. Um, but Charlie, you bring up an interesting point about taking the top six. We talked about that here before. Uh, but man, it it the whole lure of the conference tournament and even the NCAA as a whole is for the underdog. To have the opportunity. So, are you saying we're eliminating that lure? Because that's March Madness in a nutshell. The underdog can beat the big man, you know, and Lord, somehow Lord. upset the sixteen can beat the one. That kind of thing. Lord, get you need to get your work in right now. <laughs> during this conference, during this conference season, you need to yep. put your work in so that you can put yourself in a position. All this underdog stuff. I mean, when it's all said and done, 
this year only is what I'm saying. It yeah. was about limiting exposure. You take the top whatever number you want to take, whatever that number is, mm. and, you know, call, call it the tournament. Um, and so if you're that bottom tier team, more than likely, I'm just saying more than likely, when we start talking about the ACC tournament and all these different tournaments, when you start on a Tuesday night to try to get in the play-in game, you're somewhere down the line you're going to fizzle out because that's just too many games. Even if you hit a hit a, you know, hit a hot streak. Yeah. By the time you get to game four and you have, you know, two more games to go to try to make it to the championship game, I mean, you're going to end up getting beat because, first of all, you were down there for a reason. Right. Um, and you may have gotten hot for two games, but when it's all said and done, more than likely those teams aren't going to get to the championship game. Um, but right. all I say is start doing your work now. Well, Charlie. There's a, te- there's a team that I cover 80 miles down the road <laughs> that – is holding out hope for a conference tournament. Oh, not when they're currently when they're currently five and twelve, and so well, I'm like, okay, they're they're probably not going to play the SEC tournament. But even if they do, you're playing like Charlie said. You're playing on Tuesday. You haven't won two games in a row. I don't know if they've won two games in a row all season. Yeah. And so you're at so now you you think you're gonna go and win four or five games in a row in four or five days in a row. Well, <laughs> based on what you and Charlie have said, there'll be couches burning in Lexington tonight. So um thanks guys. Just- right. They'll probably they, they they play Arkansas tonight. <laughs> at, at home. Oh. And they and they might lose. That's brutal. That's brutal. That's brutal. <laughs> um, while we got you here, Kendrick, give us an update on what you're hearing on Louisville right now. Well, Chris Mack tested positive for COVID-19, and he is experiencing um, some symptoms. Um, mild. He's experiencing mild symptoms. So Dino Gaudio is going to take over the team. And in his, in his press conference yesterday, he said that if – they if they could practice, they can't even practice right now. But if they could practice, they can only have they literally only have six players that can practice right now. So Saturday's game is probably going to get postponed. They haven't played a game since the now Saturday Georgia Tech game. Pittsburgh at, they were supposed to play Pittsburgh at home. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. 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 And Saturday's game was on the road. I want to say it was Virginia Tech. I don't have their schedule in front of me. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know. I said one of them was heads or Virginia, Virginia Tech. So that one. Okay. And I can find that for you real quick while we're, we're and, talking. And it was, they were supposed to play Virginia this past Saturday. And so who knows when they're going to play again? Yeah. 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 No, that's exactly right. That's exactly it's, right. And so it's and that's that's a team that that like Charlie said, that's a team that needs games because yeah. for seeding, I mean Louisville's gonna make the tournament. I mean, they've done enough to make the tournament, but now you're looking at seeding. Are you gonna be a 12 seed or can you work your way up to a, a 
three or four seed. And if you're not playing games, and the crazy thing is, is they're moving up in in uh, some of the rankings by not playing. Right. But but you know how that goes with the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so Lord. they need to play some games. And yeah. so that been Virginia Tech game would have been a big game. Like that would have been something they would right. have possibly. If they could get the season sweep of Virginia Tech, then you know I mean, that, he- that could be the difference between a 12 seed and maybe a seven or eight seed. And right. so they need some games. They need some games. So uh, what about your Seminoles? Have you heard anything about your Seminoles, uh, Charlie? Well, I know we're supposed to be back uh, playing on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Saturday. Uh, it's Saturday, Monday, Saturday uh, is what I read the other day. Um, and so we should be back playing, and Coach Ham is uh, excited and ready. Wake Forest, right? Or Wake Saturday's at home at Wake Forest, and then I think they have Virginia and Virginia Tech. Yeah, they got exactly back to back at home, which is good. So he's uh, excited about you know them coming back, and you know also getting a chance to play top tier teams because they're not going to be able to ease back into it. Right, right. At a high level, Um, and he feels like his team um, is mature enough. Uh, They have depth, of course, and uh, so still not sure who you know who who, who's the reason for the pause uh, this time around. But apparently, you know they're they're getting it getting it together. Uh, That's a that's a that's a hell of a entrance back into the fold and if they can can come back and be successful in that three game stretch i i'm i'm gonna tell you that's gonna shoot them pretty i think high into the conversation nationally uh won't won't be able to be quiet about your 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 nose it definitely won't be quiet (laughs) that's over that is completely over um Man, I tell you, this is this is one of the wildest seasons I, I've ever seen. Like I've never seen anything like this. And I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this again. I I, I hope not. Yeah. The next, <laughs> couple, the next couple of weeks are gonna be very, very interesting to see how uh it all unfolds. I just heard that the women uh have officially announced that San Antonio, they're gonna play all their game in San Antonio. Now I I don't know if you guys know anything about San Antonio. I used to live there. Okay, so are they playing in all high school gyms? Like, what are we talking about? Because I don't remember there being that many uh, places in San Antonio that they could play at. So what's the – They have a few colleges there. Uh, San Antonio is, is – I want to say huge, but Texas is big. Uh, it, it's it's kind of spread out. And, I mean, it's, it's small, but it's kind of spread out. So what uh, are the colleges? Because I don't know any other colleges in Antonio. There's some about San Antonio. There's some Division two schools there oh, as okay. well. Okay. That have that will have probably nice sized gyms uh, for the for the for them to play uh, there. Of course, you got uh, where San Antonio Spurs uh, play. I'm not sure what the arena's called now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Do they still have that dome there? They have a dome in San Antonio. Yeah, that's probably where the championship game is going to be, I would think. Yeah. If they're going to play a championship game, that would probably be the place. Yeah. Um, if uh, Just so that people could spread out, um, if that's their rationale, to have more space. Um, but they're, they're, they have enough, I think, enough places uh, to be able to and, and to do it. Wow. Okay. Well, because there was, there was at, at one point, I mean, people here in Louisville thought that the tournament was going to come here. Really? And yeah. They they were. I talked to people that was like, yeah, they're going to play. They would use the Young Center for the national championship game, and they would play some games at Bellarmine, some Bellman games Park. at uh, some games in in Lexington, some games in Frankfurt. Oh, okay. Which, you know, I think you know because Lexington's eighty miles away. Frankfurt's about halfway between here and Louis, here in Lexington, and so they was going to do that. But now that they're you know, they're playing everything in San Antonio now, and now that's official, I'm a, I'm assuming that there's you know there's plenty of you know nice size nice size gyms and arenas in Texas where they're going to play it. Well, but like if they're not going to have fans, it doesn't like it's a, it, like if they're not going to have fans, they can just play those in practice gyms and in high school gyms at this point. It's, it's, I guess it's, you know, it's a matter of a, a TV thing. You know, so. in Texas, baby, they got big. Oh, everything's yeah. bigger in everything's Texas. Big Texas, yeah. I'm, no, I'm going to tell you right now, in Houston, the ISD uh, stadiums and arenas. Ridiculous. Are Division two quality. Yeah, better than some Division two schools. Um, and so – I mean, if they played it in Houston and they played in some of the ISD stadiums, that would be, you know. See, I think Houston, or even to be honest with you, even Dallas would have been a better option. But I, but I get it why you didn't do it. I think Dallas Fort Worth would have been a better option because you got okay. SMU here, you got TCU here, you got. I mean, you got a lot of different places that you could have pulled it off there. But I get it, San Antonio. It was gonna be. It was supposed. It was originally scheduled to be in San Antonio anyway. anyway so okay, so they just they're, um, they're just working around working around that. Well, just to do do a couple of quick basketball things. It was interesting to see um, North Carolina, who beat Louisville, then turn around and lose to North Carolina State. I mean, North Carolina State, who beat Louisville, turn around and lose to North Carolina in a rivalry game just a few days later. Um, which didn't really hurt them in the rankings. They didn't move at all as a result of that loss. But they have Louisville in the current uh, women's rankings uh, at number three and North Carolina State at number four. And then last night, of course, we saw um, South Carolina go down to UConn in uh, in a good game, but a weird ending. I mean, a weird <laughs> shot. That, did, Charlie, you did you see that shot? I missed it. It was in overtime. Yeah. UConn was up. UConn was up one in overtime, with the shot clock going down, and this girl hits a three. They literally hit the rim, and the it had to bounce. It had yeah. to bounce a good five or six feet in the air. Oh, it bounced past the backboard. Yeah. Past the backboard and dropped. And back. dropped back and dropped in the basket. Yeah, so that ended up being the difference in the game, the four point game. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was, you call me South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, 
At, was it that was no that was at it UConn. was at UConn. It was at UConn. Yeah, at UConn. Very favorable realm at UConn last mm-hmm. night. Uh so the move there will there probably won't be any movement in the in the in the top four. And that game, if I had to guess, barring some total collapse from these four teams, that game probably solidified everybody's position um, going into the tournament. I mean, what do you got? Maybe. Because Louisville, they, I think they play Boston College at home on Thursday. And then they play at Syracuse that on Syracuse Sunday. That Syracuse game is they they get because Syracuse gives them problems. Yeah. And, like, I, and I, t- I told y'all that before the um, last time when they played them here. In they don't play two three zone too, do they? They just not. A- they do. They do play a lot of zone. The women play two three zone. <laughs> yeah. So that's just they, that's just Syracuse's thing. Like that's the Syracuse's thing. But they, they get they give Louisville problems, and and wow. that because I mean, just like Bayheim, they recruit length for that zone, <laughs> and they've got that length, and Louisville. I mean, they they can make threes. So that's why they ended up winning that game. And that's why they survived against Notre Dame, actually, because right. they made a bunch of threes in that game. But that's that's a team that's this is just a bugaboo for them. And so, I think if they can get through this week, and I really do think the top four teams are the top four teams. Those yeah. should be the number one seeds. But I get. I mean, and and. NC State showed that they could still lose a couple games down here too. So I mean, well, well I don't know. Like it, 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 it could change. It could change by the end of the year. Well, what was interesting about that North Carolina game, and Charlie, I want you to jump in after this. Um, they kind of exposed them a little bit. They kind of exposed uh, the the big girls. I can't. I can never remember the young lady's name. I apologize, and don't want to insult her. For North Carolina State, Coonan. Yeah, yeah. Not a little bit, you know, just um, they played her a little bit differently, um, which is, but I think they had the the components to do it. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how if how people take that tape of North Carolina's way of playing her and use it going forward. Like they may, have, you know, you know, once you get tape on it, it's like okay, I, we see it now. We can do this, and this will bother. So it'll be interesting to see how they how teams are just going forward and will that be uh, a big problem for North Carolina State going forward? Uh, now, the other outlier uh, to that game uh, was the three-point shooting. Yeah. Uh, from North Carolina. And yeah. So, they won. They won. If, I mean, that can happen to any team. And by the way, you know, while we're talking about North Carolina and North Carolina State, I mean, uh, North Carolina State and Louisville, um, Georgia Tech seems to be coming. Those women are playing some really, really good basketball right now. I gotta check out Georgia Tech women. Yeah, I, I, I've been watching them quietly, just saying, okay, here they come. Like they, sleep, they sleeping? The, I, no, I don't think they want to sleep. I think they are wide awake and they are driving in a car towards San Antonio. They're doing. <laughs> I, I got a, a sneaky feeling they're going to get in. Because they're playing some really good basketball right now. Syracuse and Georgia Tech are, are kind of in the zone, although Syracuse, I think, has a pretty tough schedule. I don't know what Georgia Tech's schedule is going down the down the uh to the end, but but I don't know if it matters because they're playing really, really good basketball. So gonna be interesting to see. So this wasn't the show we planned today, but this is the show we got. <laughs> so uh 
Guys, what are your uh, final thoughts on everything that's taking place uh, and will take place this week? I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, my, my, I'm sorry if my attention's a little bit divided because apparently I have something in my attic and <laughs> there's something knocking around upstairs. <laughs> so and I was like, listen, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you, then I hear this boom, 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 boom going on upstairs. I'm like, what in the world is going on up in there? Attic. Yeah, uh, an attic that uh, honestly I have not gone. I've lived in my house for five years and I have not gone in that attic because I know strange stuff lives up there. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trying to run up on it. Your but, day just got real interesting, is what you're saying. <laughs> pretty much, because I'm like, we I got we got snow on the ground in Louisville again. Wait a minute, kid, don't let's not run past this. So here's the real question: Are you going to the attic to investigate what's up there? Do do I look like I'm in a horror movie? I'm not going to the danger. Whatever's up there is just gonna make a living up there. I'm not going up there. <laughs> Is and, and, until it until it figures out a way to get into my living quarters, you can have at it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. But as far as the, as far as the season goes, I mean, I think especially on the women's side, I, I think the the four the top four seeds in the ACC tournament are pretty much set between yeah. Louisville, NC State, Syracuse, and probably yeah. Georgia Tech. Um, on the men's side. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a because because it's one of those things where would you really be surprised if Duke got hot and won the ACC tournament? No, you wouldn't be surprised. Because, yeah. <laughs> they, they they haven't played well all year, but they they do have the talent and they they have talent to win, and they, they definitely still got have. Coach. And Coach K is still sitting over there on that bench, right. and so it wouldn't be surprising. It's this last month of college basketball. It's, it's going to be as interesting of a month that we've ever had because yeah. everything's crazy. And then you look at I me, mean, even looking outside the ACC, looking at a team like Kansas, who who finally dropped out of the top 25. It, it was like pulling teeth to get the, the AP to kick them out of the top 25. But is would you be surprised if they won the, won the Big 12? No, they is always do. It's possible that Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky are not in the NCAA tournament. Well, Kentucky's not going to be there. Kentucky's out. Yeah. Kansas will be there, and I still think Duke will be there. Kentucky's, Kentucky's, okay. Kentucky's out. Okay. Kentucky's out. They've got five, they have five wins, man. <laughs> it's going to be tough. 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 Um, uh, Charlie? I, um, oh, sorry. Y'all kind of covered the basketball deal. I think they'll – you talked about those. I just want to mention, because I saw this, the UNC women's tennis team won the national championship indoor uh, tennis. Oh, wow. Congratulations to them. That's yes. cool. And that is their back, their back-to-back national champions, indoor champions. So kudos to the UNC Women's tennis team who cover a lot of basketball and football, um, but very rarely do we ever talk about 
any other sport. Now we have baseball coming up. But, uh, I just wanted to, I, I was looking through and saw uh, that great uh, opportunity to be able to send a shout out to, you know, the uh, women's sport, a sport that we normally don't talk about uh, because they were successful. Yes, it is. Charlie, how's, how, how are your nose, your, your nose baseball team looking? Because baseball is crazy. I'm looking outside right now, and there's snow everywhere, and baseball starts like this week or next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, we don't, we don't always issue. good. Yeah, we don't have that issue uh, down here. So we can start. I know that. I'm bragging again. We're starting to understand how this works, Charlie. I'm just telling you what it, what it we is. We don't have that problem here. I mean, we do have some problems, but snow uh, is not one of them. It's not one of them. <laughs> we may have rain. We have, may have tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, those types of things. But snow is not one of them. Ain't nine problems, but snow ain't one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out my, and shout out to my landscapers for showing up right when the show was on. So that was awesome. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard all that in the background, but I'm like, oh, what is what do y'all do? What do y'all do? Our baseball team here at Florida State, I think we have a good, from what I've read, I think we have a good pitching staff this year. Um, I think they're excited about the coaches. We got some new hires. Uh, you know, Coach Mike Martin Jr., who's the uh, you know, new skipper. Um, you know, he's brought in some new coaches and they've, new blood and i think they have a pretty good pitching staff and as we know you know if you have a pretty good pitcher pitching staff or crew um you have a chance uh, of course you need some good bats and those type of things but at least have a chance if you have a good pitching uh team so hopefully we can i think they i'm not sure where they have us picked in the acc but hopefully we can make some noise we normally up there every year though right Florida oh, yeah. State, State, Miami, Louisville, they're always right there. I mean, Louisville's – I really do think Louisville probably would have won the national championship last year. And I'm, it's yeah. not me being a homer. That team was That team was loaded. amazing. They were that team was loaded last year, and they he <laughs> got taken from them. This yeah. they still got they got they got a lot of that talent back. They didn't get all of it back, but I mean, they got enough. And with I mean, they they they've been to Omaha so many times with under Coach Dan McDonald. They'll they'll be right there at the end. I mean, they they still have a loaded pitching staff. They have bats. And they got. I mean, they've 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 been so good since he got there from oh, day one when he got there. I mean, his yeah. first year, Louisville had never been to the College World Series. His first year, he took them to the College World Series. Yeah, and so and look for Louisville to be right there at the end in the ACC and in the national national tournament. Well, it's going to be a fun uh, ride to whatever this finish line looks like. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what the moment is. Who knows? Like. <laughs> hey, I forgot. Another shout-out to the lady FSUS, Lady Seminoles soccer team. Uh, they, they won the district tournament last night. Congratulations, ladies! Yeah. And what did Miss Ward do? Uh, it was three to zero. Okay. Oh, so she, so she had a shutout at goalie, right? Yes. I mean, she was part <laughs> of the shutout. They had a, they, they scored well. 
and they had some very good deep defense. Um, I mean, she was she was the back part of it, but they did have some really good defense, and um, I was very proud of them. Did you ever think that you would have to become a soccer expert in order to enjoy your children? Uh, well, I'm an athlete, and so <laughs> I um, I've. Did you uh, it's Charlie Ward humble, Brad. I kind of put two and two together, even if I don't know all the rules. I just watch and try to figure out the rules. Uh, but soccer, you know, I've been around soccer for a few years, so I do know offsides. Um, still trying to figure out when do they call, you know, when to pull a red card or yellow card, you know, all those types of things. I'm like, man, he just got knocked. Or he just got knocked down. I mean, <laughs> that's it, you know. Uh, but it, it's just interesting to see all the different ta- tactics and techniques that they use. Um, and, and of course, with Hope being in soccer, we watch more soccer on television. And I'm just amazed when the professionals get together, how per- how precise they are with their passing. Like, I'm like, man, how do they know they're there? And the ball is right there, and they'll be in the right spots. And it's just amazing. So just to see, you know, that type of precision um, and communication is amazing. I want to give credit where credit is due because uh, this initial phrasing came from Kendrick Haskins. But, uh, Charlie, you truly are the master of the humble brag. i love it i love it well listen guys have a great uh tuesday i guess we'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again tomorrow night uh until then everybody enjoy the rest of your tuesday it's cold here in texas it's 30 degrees which we are not happy about i'm not trying to hear that there's snow on the ground here man <laughs> it's like we don't, trees outside. we don't have that. We just had a thunderstorm. And on that note, we're going it's, to it's, it's not warm enough to have a thunderstorm here. A thunderstorm. A thunderstorm. They're, they're predicting ice, an ice storm here. Wednesday and Thursday. I take back everything I said, God. We're good here. We're good. Man. I don't want to hear about you, your cold weather. We got totally bring on the 32. We're fine. I don't want to hear about your 32 degrees here, man. I, I, I apologize, Kendrick. Let me apologize. Guys, have a great one. We, we'll do it all over again. This will drop the day at noon. So uh, tell all your friends. Have a great have a great. <laughs> you have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.